episode are we up to? This one, I believe, is number 12. All right. So we're up to episode 12. This is Fried Squirms. This is, yeah, man. We're back once again. Um, we took a little break. <clears throat> I was a little on the weather this time. Uh, you know, I was actually sick that day as well. I was going to try to, like, tough it out, and I think it would have ended up being a bad idea. To yeah, be no, my, my sinuses were not not up to speed, and I would have sounded all nasal. Yeah, I ended up ca- calling off some other things that day as well. A couple other engagements I was supposed yeah. to have that day. And uh, it was probably a good idea because I got over it decently quickly. Likewise, and I'm feeling you know more up to speed. I'm happy that we're back though. Likewise, because uh, this one is uh, for me. It's it goes way back. This is one of the I, I want to say one of the very first real horror movies that I've ever seen as a child. Nice. Um, I'm not sure. I know that I for sure saw it before the remake came out, but that was like 2002, something like that. Uh, I de- I know that I definitely saw it before that, um, yeah, but wanna... it definitely goes back a ways, and it's it's held a special place in my heart since the first time I've seen it. Oh that, no that's doubt. for, for me, it left a sure. it, it left an indelible uh, impression on me as a youngster. Uh, like I said, for for many many reasons, we'll delve into. But uh, the film that we're going to discuss this week is a Wes Craven classic man Um, yeah that's right we're going to get into the hills have eyes yes and this is the 1977 original version that's right Wes craven we're gonna hit it up let's get into the oh let's find out how did that make us squeal how does that make you squeal cool i almost called it the guts and bolts that's okay no man you know we're still we're still you know getting used to the platform That's but right. this movie definitely has a lot of uh how does it make you squill moments and uh you know we'll delve right into it because this is a west craven directed and written film oh my god this is, I, I don't know how it took us 12 episodes to get to west craven that's okay man we reserve you know we reserve uh just the right moments for these type of directors and films and uh it's nice because we are hitting a lot of like i said um, foundational films, and I feel like this one is definitely a foundational film as well. Well, right. I mean, this would have been his second directing gig, exactly. And uh, in f- a long line of oh, so yeah, yeah. Wes Craven. I mean, everybody should have heard of him by this point, even yeah. if you're not really into horror films. You know, I think probably for me, the first one that I remember, you know, is like the Nightmare on Elm Streets. For me, that'll always be like the first ones that I can you know recollect as a kid. You know, I I would have seen those before this other so the first time i realized it was wes craven would have been later on okay i saw nightmare on elm street prior to this just it didn't pop into my mind yeah like, just oh there's know. a director there it was more to me of like oh that was a really fucking awesome movie like yeah uh so the first time that like i watched a movie and i'm like oh the director is wes craven he's awesome and i was like cool i'm getting into this partially because of that would have been scream Oh, man, and that's like, uh, for me, I think that would have been like right around my freshman year in high school. So that was like the mid going into late 90s. Um, and those those movies are great. They were excellent. And, it, you know, they spawned uh, a franchise out of it. Oh, you yeah. Know? Well, and here's the thing. Like, Wes Craven, as I was about to say, like, we got, what, Nightmare on Elm Street, yep. Hills Have Eyes, Last House on the Left, Serpent in the Rainbow, People Next Door, yep. Shocker, fucking... I love this movie. Lots of people hate this movie. Vampire in Brooklyn. No, that's a good one. That's an Eddie Murphy, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on. Love that movie. Eddie Vampire Murphy with a Brooklyn. nice Jerry Curl mullet. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, going on. Carnival of Souls, Dracula yeah. 2000. 
Uh, well, I think he only knew his producer on Dracula 2000. Uh, but, but, you know, like I said, the, the list goes on and on and on and on. And um, it, it felt like to me, every one of those movies that he puts out, it, it hits on a certain, I don't know, almost a, a surreal kind of feel. Like you said, you almost feel like you know, this this can really happen in these films, like in real life. And that's the thing to where how this made me squeal. Now, going into this movie, I've always ranked this movie as most probably my top two favorites for him completely in fact that. his first two i think are probably my first two are my top two favorites for him. yeah arguably i love well. Laos house on the left that movie is really deep man and that's you know if it's if it's not i believe that is his directorial debut it's yeah. that movie is just that's a, just a oh visceral gosh, in your face movie yeah that one that one will leave a knot in your stomach because that's what it felt like to me after watching the film it just left a knot in my stomach and I always lo- I loved this movie. This is yeah. a great movie. Uh, I still love this movie. However, it had been a more years since I watched Likewise. this than I've since Last House on the Left. And likewise, and so so going back to it and having to really watch it with a a very keen eye for this, it hasn't aged that well, man. No, I mean you can definitely tell it what time period this movie came out of. You know what I mean? And uh, I still love it, but. All the reasons I love it are very much just because Wes is really good at what he does. Yeah. And he's still able to build the mood around what's happening. But there's some very rough... Man, if you look at how, like, Papa Jupiter and oh, Mars yeah. actually look... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not the best, but... And the only reason Pluto looks good is because that's how Michael Berryman actually looks. Yeah, I mean, he was born that way. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not like something that they had to do. It's just, it's just the luck of the draw for him directing him, you know, and putting him in that part. And he does an amazing job. Oh, he's iconic. You know, when I think of uh, Michael Berryman, that's the first, you know, character that I can think of that he played, that portrayed. And that's because it's iconic. I want to say that this might be like his second role. I know that I think his first film role was actually in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, you know. And I don't think he point. has any lines or anything, but I'm pretty sure he's one of the patients in the background. Makes sense, yeah. For the time period, that would definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, he plays a, he plays a great part in this film. Uh, as well, like I said, we'll delve into. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're... Yeah, but we're, Wes Craven, let's suck him off a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, exactly. Because we can. And he doesn't... <laughs> fucking this film's just fantastic through and through because of that. I'm busy. I'm busy, Brenda. Getting yeah. my money. <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, well, getting back to the, the the film itself, the production company for this one is a Blood Relations Company, distributed by Vanguard. This is for the theatrical release. Uh, a budget of two hundred thirty thousand dollars, which is not much in comparison. I think for, in '92 I saw a, a gross of like twenty three million worldwide. So, you know, it's it's not a bad low return on this film. Uh, so no, you, not at all. No, this. I mean, yeah, yeah. like I said, it's job. a classic. It's a cult classic, but I think it's a classic in general. Yeah, so that's you know, like so that's kind of like more of the technical side, I suppose, of it. You know, directors, producers, etc. Uh, the cast, I think we can delve a little bit more into if you'd like. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, <laughs> there's a funny thing about this cast. So, as much as we just mentioned how Wes Craven is a legend, yeah, we will have to get back to him just so that we can touch upon horror movies because he's done so many, so many good ones. Yeah, and you know, in some way, it's it's like you know, you're you're always find your way going back to referring to him in some sort when you're talking about horror movies. You know, now if you were to guess that anybody involved with this movie 
would have won an Academy Award, who would you have guessed? Who would I have guessed? Um, I probably would have guessed uh, Dee Wallace, who played Lynn in the film. That would have been my guess. Now, honestly, I don't know if she has or not. Right. But I, this is just this was mind blowing to me, which is why if we're going to go into the cast, I want to just start off with yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Fucking Robert Houston okay. played Bobby. Yeah, yeah. Won an Academy Award because he sucks as an actor. He was all over the place. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I, I can see that, man, because he was. Um, you know, I like to we I like to I like to delve into that a little bit later on too. Like I said, because there's a lot of scenes where he's in, and it and it kind of, you know, we, we can talk about the portrayal. But I, I, I really wouldn't have seen that. Not not necessarily with him. But after acting, he became an editor and director. Okay. Now editing, he's had a huge part of geek culture, nerd culture, something that I'm sure you've seen. I fucking love. He was the one that edited Shogun Assassin. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. Yeah, he was the one that uh, that uh, put together the two Lone Wolf and Cub films. and That's pretty nice, man. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Uh, and then past that, uh, he wrote and directed a few films. Then as a director, uh, he had a film nominated for an Academy Award, Mighty Times Legacy of Rosa Parks. Interesting. That's pretty cool. And then Mighty Times, the Children's March, won an Academy Award in 2005. No kidding. Uh, I think it was about some of the, the different civil rights marches down in the Birmingham area and that's stuff. That's pretty cool, but, man. But yeah, like I said, he, you know, he, his uh, his credits go beyond this film, so that's really you know that's cool. He went on and I'm and glad that he found things. what he's actually good at because yeah. it wasn't acting. No, his his performance he's is not the strongest. Absolutely entertaining to watch, though. Yeah, no, I mean he does a good job. He plays his part as you know as Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, and we'll so, continue on to the yeah. The so uh, I'll that just, just blew my mind when I found that. I, out. I would have not had guessed that. You know, the Shogun assassin part first blew my mind. I'm like what? I was like, <laughs> no. you've got to be kidding me! Like he gave us that. Thank you. Like, no, that's okay, pretty cool, that's man. Cool, but yeah, and then I was like, oh shit! Then then he went off and. And got himself a fucking big time award. Yeah, like he puts big boy <laughs> One of those pants big, on. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> As we'll see later. Uh, but yeah, I you know I guess like just going down the the, the role of, of casts. Uh, John Stedman was the uh, the old man in the film, the gas attendant. Uh, Fred. Fred. Yeah. Um, Proprietor of Fred's Oasis. Yeah, man. Uh, he, he's you know he played the old man party. He, he was he's good for what he was cast for. Um, Ruby. Which is one of the um, I won't I won't necessarily say she's a, a central character, but she plays an important part in this film. Um, mm-hmm. She's a part of this clan. We'll speak about a little bit, but it's played uh, by I, Janice. I, I do want to pop pop in really quick. Yeah, no, okay. Before we jump off of no John problem. Steadman, is that I love the original Longest Yard. Yeah, He's no, no, that. that's, that's pretty cool. It's a good film. He's in that as Pop. Burt Reynolds. That's right. I haven't yeah, seen yeah. many of the other flicks that he's been in, but well, that's a, that's a. Well, I mean, he's in Cheech and Chong's next movie. Hey, who isn't? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's that's pretty cool, man. Longest Yard and Cheech and Chong, man, that's phew, hits home with me. <laughs> yep. Okay. But uh, yeah, Janice Blythe plays uh, Ruby. As like I said, we'll see later on. She's a part of this clan we're about to talk about. Uh, Peter Locke, I think he actually is one of the producers maybe in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he plays Mercury. He's part of the, the, can, uh, the clan as well. Uh, I think it has a credit of Arthur King or King Arthur. Yeah, one Arthur of the two. King. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's Peter it's Locke. Peter Locke, okay. Yeah. Um, I was wondering about that. I was like, Arthur King, bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It's, you know. Bullshit. Stage name. Yeah, so that's that's who it is. It's Peter Locke. Uh, Russ Greve plays Big Bob Carter, uh, the dad in the film. Right. Big Bob. Yeah, the mom. Um, no, actually, this is not the mom. This is um, the youngest daughter in the film, Brenda Carter. It's played by uh, Susie Lanier Bramlett. Um, like I said, she... She plays a scene that I think in the sequel or the, you know like the uh, the 2000s version it's a lot more intense than what you get here in the 70s version but she, oh, okay. like I said her scene is what you would consider you know a controversial scene maybe at that time mm-hmm. which we'll dub into later on but that's played by uh like I said Susie Lan- uh Lanyard Bramlett Brenda Carter uh D Wallace now she was in a lot of horror films man um I think she just passed away recently if I'm not mistaken as well I want to say she might have been in uh, like Black Christmas, stuff like oh, that. Oh no, Dee Wallace is still alive. Oh, she's still alive. Yep. Okay, we're good. Well, good. Okay, okay. She's sixty-eight. There was there was another mother in a lot of films that passed away just recently in horror films. I'm glad it's not her, but okay. there was another one. I was thinking yeah. maybe it was her, but yeah, no, she's been in a lot of horror films, man, um, and including a big role of being the mom in E.T. Well, there, yeah, exactly. There you go, man. So. A classic. There's a Spielberg uh, film. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, she Critters. plays. Crit- oh damn! See, Stepford Wives. Dang man. Yeah, I want to hear some more for roles. Cujo. There you go. Well, there she is. Yeah, she was playing. The Howling. The Howling. There's another good film. Uh, what do we got here? Look at all these directors she was with, though, man. In Alligator Two. Damn. <gasps> Oh my god, she did a voice in Rockadoodle. I loved yeah, Rockadoodle see? when I was growing up. Because uh, that one came out when I was like four. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Oh, I don't know. Oh, 2007. So that would have been the the Halloween remake, Rob Zombie one. Okay. So, so like I said, man, she's been in a lot as of... As well as uh, his animated Haunted World of Hell Super Beasto. Which That's pretty cool is the only thing of his that I wish I would have never seen because it makes me <laughs> not happy. It wasn't good. Yeah, no, they can't all be, you know, oh, roses. and she was in Lords of Salem. High five. Which, uh, you know, that could be uh, one of those films that might be springing up every now and then. So, yeah. And, I mean, a bunch of other things that I didn't name off. But, she yeah, like, so, but no, that's, that's iconic, man. I, I, I Scream was, Queen. Cujo, yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a classic one, man. She's been with Joe Dante, she's been with Stephen King, she's been with Wes Craven. I mean, like, the list goes on and on and on and on mm-hmm. and on. So, yeah, man, she's, uh, like I said, she plays, you know, a good part in this this film, you know what I mean? Katie, which is the baby in the film. Oh, okay, I was like, <laughs> uh, Yeah, I was Katie. thinking, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, what the fuck film did you watch? There's no Katie. <laughs> Catherine. Okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, so she gets a credit. Uh, which she's a baby in the film. Not, not that that matters, but she plays a part in the film. Brenda Marinoff, uh, Robert Houston, which we talked about. Bobby Carter, he plays a lot of different scenes. You know, in, in this film, he plays central parts of, of what. Trent yeah, no, dresses. he really does. Yeah, um, and I was knocking on his acting some. He does a he does a great job. Yeah, it's just, but I know he what you really, mean. He's I know what you mean. Over, all over the place. You can tell. Like I so said, this this film is definitely a seventies <laughs> film. Like these these aren't your. Uh, not necessarily all of them, but he's not like your veteran actor. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We mentioned him earlier. We have Michael Berry. I mean, we have like Papa Jupiter, which I don't know. Uh, James Whitworth, Papa Jupiter. Uh, okay. Michael Berryman, like I said, he plays Pluto. We have Michael Berryman, who 
I mean, just for his looks alone, oh, man. iconic in horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, like I said, when you when you start thinking uh, because of, of this movie, classic, imagery yeah. of this movie almost always revolves around Michael Berryman yeah. as Pluto. Uh, he probably gives the best performance. He doesn't have that big of a part. He actually mm-hmm. doesn't have that much screen time overall, but he does a good job with what he's given. Oh, no doubt. Uh, now, Michael Berryman, we keep referencing his looks. I suppose if you haven't seen this movie, you might want to just pop his name into Google, and you'll immediately know why we keep mentioning his yeah. looks. Uh, he was born with a condition called hypohydrotic ectodermal dysplasia. Yeah, which which causes him not like to grow fingernails and hair and sweat glands. Yeah, so you know it's it's rare skin. Condition. I think his I think those are all fake teeth. I can't. I, don't I think, think he, you're right, man. I think you're absolutely right because that is he, a part of the the. This particular, I guess you want to call it disorder, or uh, this, you know, this thing that he was born with. Uh, it's just it's what happens, man. You know, unfortunately. But yeah, I think those are false teeth. Getting it, long story short. And uh, I do know that he also had a hard time filming on this set well, because imagine, they were yeah. filming out in the desert. Yeah, it could reach 120 degrees, and he doesn't have sweat glands. Yeah, I mean, so that's... they had to take all sorts of special precautions to. And that's understandable. And. Uh... Which I, you know, which would make sense because there are a lot of scenes at night in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but it, I mean that that just shows how awesome he really did. Yeah, going through that and still he kicked ass this in this film. I, I fucking love him in this film. Yeah. So um, another credit we get is uh, Lance Gordon plays Mars, is which one of the brothers in the clan, and the mama uh, of uh, the Carter family, uh, played by uh, Cody Clark. And then the other two credits would be the dogs. I don't know All if right. you want to mention those or not. <laughs> yeah, There's Beauty, Beauty and, and the Beast. Beast. Uh, Beast was played by Stryker. Yeah, and Beauty is played by Flora. There we go. <laughs> so there you go. Um, and like I said, I like taglines once again. And the tagline that I got for this one is uh, just keep telling yourself it's only a film. It's only a film. <laughs> and That's a good one. That's the other one, one, too, is uh, The Lucky Ones Died First. You know, that's a good one, too, but I... I like the first one. While we're, while we're still in this How Does It Make You Squeal yeah. segment, I kind of feel like this movie is one kind of like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is described as being far worse than it really is. I, I concur. Because not that many people die overall. You don't see that much blood and gore. No. There's it's one mild. good scene of good gore. There's a little bit yeah. of violence. Yeah, I mean, there's there's suggestive. There's scenes. some implied rape. Exactly, but most of the violence is pretty tame. Yeah, I think it's it's more like more suggestive than anything mm-hmm. implied, like you were saying earlier. But this movie, at the time, being 1977 yeah, exactly. and stuff, had to be cut down pretty extensively to get the r rating that it did it was originally rated x oh wow i would have guessed like maybe nc-17 but not x uh and it's can because uh the footage that was cut has been for the most part completely lost to history it is kind of considered like a missing partial film huh uh there is a a little bit of, of things that that they know that were that were filmed, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, people die, so I guess this is semi-spoilery, but just pertaining to what's cut because you're never going to be able to watch it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but when Fred's beaten to death, that was longer. Okay. 
when Mars and Pluto kidnap, the whole kidnap scene was longer. Okay. When Jupiter's mad at dead Bob. Okay. Okay. I know what you're talking about. That scene's longer. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. When, at the end, when Brenda's hitting Jupiter, that was longer. Okay. And the very end stabbing was longer. Okay. And that still doesn't seem enough to warrant an X, does it? Not, not, not in today's standards, no way. Uh, but, you know, like I said, different times, different rules, you know what I mean? The, uh, the censorship is a lot more lenient, I believe, these days. You know what I mean? Like, a lot more lenient. And what we can get content-wise... Yeah. Compared to back then, like, what we have access to, there's no way they would have had access to back then. There's no way. Um, but yeah, that's that's interesting side note, man, to know that this film was had to get cut down from an X-rated. It's hard to see. And the, Yeah, and it seems like, considering the scenes that I just named, like, it seems like it couldn't have been that much worse. <laughs> I can't By the imagine. way, that covers just about every one of the deaths in this movie. Uh, yeah, for the most there's part. There's not that many of them. No. This movie, most of the time when it's described to you, it's like, and then these hillbillies out in the hills are eating all these people on this. Like yeah. one person. So yeah. there, oh, there's also uh, one scene of cannibalism. Yeah, there's, like I said, a lot of the things are, are suggestive or implied. And like I said, we'll delve into that once we get into our guts and bolts of this movie. But mm-hmm. the only other credit I have to, I'd have to mention is Martin Spear. He played Doug Wood, which is... Uh, Oh, uh, right, Lynn Woods, uh, played by Dee Wallace's husband or boyfriend or whatever in the mm-hmm. film. So he's the only other title character, and he plays a semi, you know, important part, I suppose. Yeah, but, I agree. Uh, but yeah, anywho, that's this is our cast. This is our, you know, how does it make a squeal? I'm I'm ready to yeah, let's, the film. Let's man. get into it. Uh, I can express more of my displeasure, even though I love this movie. Yeah, you know, I, like I, I feel like I'm getting down. I already feel like I'm being more down on this than I should be, considering. In the past two weeks, I've watched it six times. Oh wow! Yeah, like I said, that's I love that's a this lot. movie, but I think I've watched coming it back three to times. It, it's still like, oh, yeah. hmm, maybe I got to start considering Scream and Last House on the Left. Y- yeah, my two favorite Wes Craven. Well, you know, that's a, that's a good thing about going back and watching these types of films because, it, like I said, it gives you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I understand that, man. This one, yeah. It hasn't aged gracefully, but it, I think you can still get the same effect. I agree. Uh, yeah, let's, so let's just get into the guts and bolts. Guts and bolts. We're in the guts and bolts. Guts and bolts. Oh, the hills have eyes. The 77 version. 77 West Craven. Yeah, man. So this is uh, officially the second 77 movie that we've done. Phantasm being the first. Oh, that's right. Yeah, man. So we're, we're you know, two good movies coming out in 77. I'm sure there's quite a few more. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm sure. sure. I'm pretty sure of it. But yeah, man, so we're in the guts and bolts of The Hills of Eyes. Uh, it opens up, man, for at least from the version I watched with that v- VRI logo. Yeah. Oh, yep, same here. Yep. A Vanguard release. And I'm like, yep, that's old school right there. Oh, man, yeah. And I like the way because, you know, like I said, it is old school, man, retro. Oh, yeah, definitely. I liked it. Uh you know, really thinking about it, especially now that we're into the guts and bolts, is it's a pretty simple story. It is. There's not. There's not a whole lot to it, to be honest. Yeah. So, like I said, you you open up with that, like that VRI logo. Uh, it goes into the music, um, the opening credits, and it's set to kind of like a desert backdrop, almost maybe like towards I don't know, like what towards dusk. Yeah, yeah, towards dusk. 
uh, you just get a very hard silhouette outline of the hills and shit. And, exactly. I mean, the hills have eyes. Here's there the you hills. Go. Yeah. That's what they have eyes. So he's kind of, you know, Wes Craven's kind of trying to set the tone, maybe. And it's just, you know? and it's also just a cool visual as you get the yeah, credits panning over and stuff. I really like it. Yeah, it's it's a good backdrop. And you end up popping into Fred's Oasis. Yeah, and I wrote that down. gas for two hundred miles. Yeah, man, and there's a reward sign too, that I wrote down. I noticed that. Yeah, there's a little reward sign that that's like drawn up. Oh, I miss that. I did. I didn't note down what you just said. No, no mo gas for two hundred miles. No but mo then, gas for two hundred yeah, miles. Yeah, and that's one part of watching this film. You get to see little nuggets, you know, that you normally wouldn't pay attention mm-hmm. to, but. Yeah, there's a little reward sign right out there, too. What's the reward for? You know, I, I can't remember, man, but there's a reward sign. All right, and I'm curious. I, I have to go back and like look for what it's for. I have this movie like six times already. Yeah. Like, I'm going to have to just go do Number it Number seven. This movie's only like an hour and a half long. Yeah, it's, it's not a very long movie at all. Simple. Uh, fucking Fred's out there talking to himself. Basically. <laughs> you you kind of get a hint of what's going on, really, because he's talking to himself about he's got to get out of here. There's fucking... There's nothing there where he's There's at. nothing there. It's the, just like a desolate desert town, if you want to call it that. It's just nothing blip on the map. And he's saying, I, I don't know, he's saying, he makes some sort of reference to the uh, to the clan, I guess. As, I, I don't know what to call them. The family, the... Yeah. The, I don't know, clan seems to fit the best. That's basically I know that he's what, saying what something, and if you know that that's what it's about, then you can pick out that that's what he's referencing. It's like they did something fucked up, and he's got to yeah. get out of here, and it's too bad. He's got, it's something. This, this is nothing that. there anymore for him, man. And um, fucking, what's her name, sneaks up on Yeah, him. Ruby, she sneaks up, so you get like this, um, she's, she's kind of dolled up, but you know she's not really that type of person, you know what I mean, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like she's, uh, she's overcompensating. So she's wanting to trade uh, like some stolen whiskey and parts uh, for food with uh, with Fred, right? And that's when he, you know he starts commenting on Air Force being out there like multiple times. There's been some troopers out here, you know. They know you've been out here stealing their parts, and you know yeah, you should be doing this. He with makes all mention this. of a, or a particular something that yeah. set people off. I can't remember what it is, and he's like. There's just been too much stuff going on. National Guard and coming through. Yeah, I ain't got nothing to trade anyway, and people have cut me off already. So get out of here. Exactly, and uh, she's pointing out, you know, like she and her family are starving, and uh, that she also wants to kind of like skip town too. She doesn't, she doesn't want to be there quite as well as either. Oh yeah, and he's like, you want to come too? You you can't do that. Like you stick out. Like are you kidding me? Like because he's wanting to get out, and so she sees maybe an opportunity for herself to get out. And he's like, if I told your pa... Oh, yeah. It's not going to be a good story. And she's like, if I told my daddy that you're planning on getting out, I had to write this down because yeah. it comes up again. No, you're perfectly very, right. Very, very specific threat, which is really weird because it sounds really <laughs> menacing the first time. It's like, right. he'd rip your lungs out. That comes up again in the movie. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good point. Later on in the movie, because this is the spoiler section anyway... Yeah, man, this has got some bolts, man. When you made it this far. Mars has to stay behind. Jupiter warns him that, hey, the daddy's probably going to be coming after his baby. Yep. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll rip his lungs out. Yeah. Is this just something that they do a lot? The, you know, you know, as, as they we have progress, a thing for ripping lungs out? Eh, it's a possibility. You know, could be part of that cannibalism thing. Who knows? There's, there's, there's a certain part where, I, I, like I said, we'll get to, man. I'll make a comment about it. It, it kind of made me chuckle a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so anyhow, you're having this encounter with Ruby from that clan, that, that Hill clan, and Fred, and like I said, and they're they're kind of in a pickle. Like, 
he can't say he's leaving unless he takes her and she's, you know, e- either way they're going to get fucked if, if daddy finds out. Um, and then just then, that's when the family pulls up, right? Uh, I think it's um, like the, the dad comes out, Big Bob Carter and the mama, you know, basically like, like the clan that they're with, their family right. are coming this out. This family, it's not quite obvious yet nope. that they're basically serving themselves up on a fucking silver platter. Like They have no idea what they're in store Their for. entire existence made me want to facepalm for the most part. Like they're, the way they travel through the desert later. Oh, like, man. Like that the is not oh my just gosh, the, dude. everything about it, especially. I mean, I would have stayed home if I knew that because we already know this is a horror movie. So exactly, you you know, it plays a little bit, a little bit on on like a stereotypical kind of aspect. But that's the thing. This was seventy seven. Yeah, I, how how tropish was it then? Like yeah. Wes Craven's kind of the reason for a lot of these tropes. And that's a, very true. Very true to an extent. Yeah. So, <laughs> if it's so familiar to us now, it might be because it helped solidify this type of storytelling. Yeah. But these, this family, the entire time, are just like, "Come murder us, please! Uh, yeah. Come they, do this." They they almost have a a literal sign on their back saying, "Yeah, come get us," you know. So the the whole point of them pulling up is uh, they're heading to California. It's the 25th anniversary of the mama and the papa's wedding, apparently, or their marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on their way to, to, to go check out some silver mines, right? And this is when Fred kind of starts to warn them off about, you know, you guys need to stay away from there. There's, there's no such thing. Or He's well, trying yeah, to put I them off. The, their, their overall goal is in California. Yeah. But part of their wedding gift yeah. was a silver mine that's and, supposed to be in that area. That in that area. Partic- yeah, exactly. And, and Fred's uh, like, nobody's been up there in 40 years. Nothing up there but animals. Yep. And he's like, there are people up there. And he tells them, like, not the kind he's that you want to meet. He's trying to tell them. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's giving them, a, you know, a roundabout way of saying, you need you need to just keep going on to California. Right. Yeah, you you really need Stay to. Stay on the main roads, essentially. <laughs> right. Well, the I, I want to point out the the awesome line of when they first mentioned that they're yeah, going yeah, to California because yeah. I think you like it as well. Well, of course, yeah, I, I got it written down just movie as well. stars and fancy cars. Yeah, that's uh, that was like said Brenda Carter's her first little scene. It's you know she's getting out talking to Bobby, uh, which apparently I think that's her brother in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when you start. They do a lot him. of weird things because they sort of set him up in the beginning, like he yeah. might have a weird thing for his sister. It is kind of. And then it never plays. They never play that out. Nah, they but probably they do just kind of set that. They up have in the a beginning. really close relationship. Um, but he does. He kind of like he comes out. You know, like so they're just kind of. I guess they're checking around because you know. I guess he wanted to go use the bathroom or some shit, and he winds up going to like taking a look around the truck. Mm-hmm. She's a pig and stuff back there. You know, I, I thought they were being awfully kind of nosy into very Fred's kind of place, and because like Doug takes Beauty into the back and shit. And yeah, there's no reason for to be going that far back into his no. place anyway. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, Beauty starts to kind of, like... But Beauty smells... Stuff that's going on out out in the distance, out in the hills. Well, yeah, apparently Ruby popped out of her hiding place. Yeah, he's picking up... Or she's picking up grabs, the scent. Somebody grabs the pig. Yeah, yep, exactly. And do we get a sight of somebody? Does it seem like maybe Mars or Pluto might be there off in the distance? Yeah, it could be Mars... It could have been Pluto. It could have been Mercury, too. It could, could have been, been one Mercury. of those three. One of those three. Um, but you do. You see a quick flash, and that's kind of what Beauty sees as well, even though Bobby's just like kind of passively checking out the, 
the truck and the pig and all that other stuff. But um, you know, they I guess they all kind of get back together after that. And Fred's all but like straight out telling them like there's there's a murderous band of cannibals up in the hills. You don't want to go there. Like he's doing everything he just falling short of that. Yeah, you know, it, to the it, point you stay on the main road now. You hear? Yeah, I think what's his name Doug who plays uh, you know Lynn's husband or Bo or whatever. He uh, he's like, he kind of makes a mention. He's like, I think one of your grandkids or somebody back there cut themselves because he sees like a bloody palm oh, print. That's right. Yeah, but that's a, then he gets it. Then like you know he he starts telling the family, just you need to go on California. You need to stay out the hill now. I'll tell you what, you know, but basically he's just he's trying to give a warning, man. Like he is, he's giving him a huge warning. Stay away from the hills. Forget about the silver mines. Mm-hmm. And he goes back in, grab his shit as he's getting it together. Kaboom. Yeah, Fred, Fred's truck explodes, so Ruby and her kinfolk as well put down. Ruby when her kin run off, that truck explodes, and I'll put, there'll be hell now to pay. It's basically, I was like, oh, this is, this is going to be a shit storm right now. Mm-hmm. This is setting the tone. So now you're getting the family back in the in their station wagon, and I guess they got like the trailer hitch with a trailer in the back. And... Um, they're kind of like on a just like a dirt road out in the middle of the desert, basically. They're just basically taking that shortcut to what it's supposedly what they're doing to go to the silver silver mines. God damn! Like, come Seriously, on, man. Seriously, this whole this whole sequence, they're just like, come, please, come kill us, and they're driving along. Man, they were already told that it's... they got spotted out in the hills too. I think it might have been Pluto that spotted. Oh yeah, this them. is yeah. And he even kind of reports back on, you know, like the family situation. Like, they have a trailer out here. Yeah, like Papa's out hunting. Yep. So, <laughs> like, already you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, They've so been you spotted. know they're being watched. You know they're yep. being hunted, basically. Yep. They've already been warned that the Air Force uses it as, like, a... A testing ground, I a suppose. A testing ground. They're sitting there starting to get in an argument over the map. Yeah, because there's it's not the, on the... Yeah, it's not on the map of the road that they're on. Then they start getting like these jets flying overhead that's right. freaking them out. Jets do a flyby. Yeah. And they get freaked the fuck out, even though they've been told to stay this away is what from the happens road. here. Yeah. And so you have like, you know, like Lynn in the back telling dad that they, you know, that this road doesn't exist. Mom hurt. The mom is freaking out. Dad's yelling for everybody because, you know, he's like, don't damn me what I do. You know, basically that kind of meant he's playing the patriarch. Um, but eventually, and then a second flyby happens. Yeah, then this and is they the, get freaked out to the point where they flare all about, go off road. Yeah, they do the traditional, like you said, just steer that shit. Well, I think they they see a rabbit too, like a, ra- a little jack rabbit yeah, runs that's out. The, the rabbit in the end was what he eventually swerves to miss. Yeah, so you have all this chaos with those jets flying There's overhead. Some really funny moments in this movie. That's there one are of them. there that's are that's one of them. There, like I said, there's like there there are several scenes that made me chuckle a little bit. Not gonna lie. But yeah, as as that second one flies overhead, that's when they lose it. The family loses it inside the station wagon. They crash after they see the the jackrabbit. The dad steers into I guess a ditch. Yeah, the ditch, and he blows out the fucking rear wheel axle. Is what happens. Uh, so now they're stranded out in the middle of that test site. You know, I wrote down that this is the Nellis Air Force test uh, nuclear testing site. So it's out there mm-hmm. in a nuclear testing site as well. Which the uh, the remake plays with more, if I remember right. I think you're right. That kind of plays more into like They're the more actual mutants, yeah. rather than And that kind of makes sense when you look at the location and what it's supposed to have been mm-hmm. with the nuclear. And this is um this place actually exists. It's it's I think northeast of Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. 
But yeah, that's basically what I put down. Is oh, that, and then Big Bob gives hell of a fucking speech. Yeah, he has a lot of racial undertone. Well, well, this also so not not only just that the beginning end bomb that he starts with. Yeah, of course. I shoot arrows. <laughs> yeah, I believe that one, Bob. <laughs> that's crazy. The end of his speech blew me the fuck away because, well, maybe not the very end of it, but. Like, are we even supposed to like him at this point? Because he even mentions so. that he was shot at twice by his own men. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, he's a patriarch. He's one of those guys that, like, literally, you're, you could be Bob lost. seems like the biggest fucking jackass. Yeah, like, like, like I said, you, you could literally, in this case, be in the middle of the desert lost, and he still won't ask for directions. <laughs> he's too proud. Shot at by his own men twice. Yeah, so he's had white people throw dogs. Didn't he say dogs or something off the roofs? <laughs> yeah. He had, he had African-Americans shoot arrows at him. I'm like, damn, where's he going? And this is in Cleveland is where he said this happened. Mm-hmm. So this family's from Ohio. Bobby wears an Ohio State shirt. Um, but yeah, he, he comments on being a cop in Cleveland. So we get the fact that he's a cop or he was a former cop. But then I put Pluto's kind of in the background spying on the family. Because I think Brenda's out on the car and, you know, whatever. Uh, I well, think, well, Brenda and Bobby run off yeah, a little bit. And... He smeared some ketchup on her. Like, after they, they wrecked, mm-hmm. he and Doug came out of the, the trailer. And they she, were a little shaken up. She looks up and sees a bird, asks him about it. And it's like, yeah. it's a turkey buzzard. And exactly. She, God, I can't remember how she asked, but she's like, oh, is it kind of like... It Does it mean a... anything? And he's like, what, like when, when sailors see a bird and it means there's land nearby? Exactly. And... Or it could be like, and it could be like there's like, death nearby no, or something. Yeah, it's like, no, not like that. And that's like the perfect, like, Interlude. yeah, they're being hunted. They're about to die. It's waiting to feast on the remains. There's, like... They're birds of prey, I guess if you want to call it that. These vultures and <laughs> turkey buzzards. Uh, but you get, yeah, you get Pluto in the background spying and he makes, he's like, oh, pretty, pretty girl. He does like some weird, like, hand <laughs> He does a little drawing. I think, I was like, is he drawing a, like, uh, like in the dirt dick? <laughs> I well, like it was, it was weird. A dick. I think it was, uh, not, not Brenda, the other one. Lynn? Lynn. Okay. Lynn. I think it was supposed to be Lynn on her hands and knees. Oh, dang. <laughs> oh, shit. That's kind of what I made yeah. out. Maybe, okay. I don't know, maybe that's saying something more about me. Maybe that's not what it was. But, okay, I'm all right with that. Uh, it kind of looked... I, I, thought, I thought it looked phallic. I didn't know exactly what he was drawing, but he, he like you said, he was, he was doing some kind of little... He was his, doing his own little he thing. Was doing, yeah, he was doing what kind I of mean, gets him worked up. He doesn't have internet yet. No, man, this is seventy-seven. He's out. In I don't the even know if Al Gore desert. got this out yet. He's. It's got to be spit for lube, right? Oh my gosh, man! I would hope. Um, or like kill like a juice. snake or something. <laughs> or, snake oil. Uh, I mean, we know that he doesn't fuck chickens because he made that clear in in uh, Devil's Rejects. That's true. He made it clear that he doesn't fuck chickens. Yeah, I don't do that. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's it's weird. It. it it's it's an interesting question, um, but yeah, he like I said, he he checks them out and he, he does the whole pretty pretty girl thing. Uh, and then it, I guess it goes back to the family and you know they're inspecting. Yeah, the axle blew out on the rear tire, so it's time to walk. Yeah, it's time to walk. So they're, they're kind of like divvying up which direction each family member is going to go. You know, mostly the dad I think and and Doug, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Brenda. I'm not Brenda. Uh, Lynn goes off in the trailer to go get a coat. And when and she goes in there, she sees that tarantula. Giant-ass spider on the jacket. And yeah. you get, like, two minutes of her, like, being freaked out. 
getting it off. Exactly. Uh, she stomps it, was, it out is what I put. Yeah. <laughs> then that's what she does. She's and this getting isn't the even a, This isn't a spider scene like Hannibal Holocaust. No, this no, no, is, no. This is just like, oh, she was in the trailer. There just so happens to be a big-ass spider on that coat she needs to go get. And that's doesn't... That's not foreshadowing of any kind either. No, no, no. I, it's I just, say. It was just, just a trench, or like a spider a scene. That's all it was, a spider scene. A pre-arachnophobia scene. Yeah, but so dad's going to go back to the gas station. Yeah, he's going to go out. It's like 15 miles back. Yeah. Like two and back, maybe. Something like that. Doug's going to head towards the base. Yeah, I think he's going to supposed to look for some like help at the base. seven miles there and back. Yeah, so he, you would assume that Doug would be back before the dad, because he has a, a further march the dad does back to the gas station. And Bobby's in charge, and he's staying. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. And Brenda does, she doesn't too, too much care for the fact that Bobby's in charge. And you see that they're still being watched. Yes, sir, they are, man. And the voice over the radio easy well talking into the radio they're easy pickings now and yeah he Beauty does. immediately starts freaking out as soon as everybody leaves yeah um once i think yeah once dad and doug leave they, they go their ways um i put down that the the bobby and then the, the rest of the women his mom his two sisters they're like eating lunch uh he i think he starts to make comments because mom's out there talking about like snakes wait yeah <laughs> no that was awesome but really quick them just all splitting up like that, and you're yeah. seeing it through the binoculars. Yeah, man. A little bit freaky, but also just another, like, please come kill us. Like, look at us just... It's like, now look at us making the odds that easier, especially if you got a lot of people. You can pick them I off mean, one by one. we know that they don't know they're being watched. So no, they, they don't. Can't, it's, it's not the same, but when we're oh, man. just watching it, I'm just like, look at... They're just serving themselves. You know, that's, out. I think, like, for, as a kid, when I first saw this, you know, the fact, like I said, that you know... That they're out in the middle of nowhere and you're stranded, and any way you go, you're being watched. Of and that, course, that always can be a good, good plan. Factor. Yeah, like it yeah. actually was a good plan to try to do that. But but we'll find out what happens uh, when you do that. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, the mom kept making comments about snakes, the rattlesnakes, the rattlesnakes, the length and how long it would take before the poison effect, you know, kicks in basically. And Bobby's like, you know what, what Freud would say about your snakes, mom? Yeah. <laughs> Some shit like that. Uh, she kind of hushes up. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, then there's another weird scene where you're like, are you even supposed to like the family? Because Beauty's still freaking out. Yeah, exactly. And they start being like, oh, who's making all that noise? And it's like, well, it's, it's got to be Beauty because Beast is silent. Yeah, he waits for the kill. And they start talking about that dog that... A poodle that beast killed. Down in Florida is what they said? And they were all very happily recounting this story. And he's like, Dad was... He was only upset because he had to pay the vet bills for a dead dog. <laughs> and they like, yeah. start chuckling about that. That fact that Beast killed a poodle. And they're not really upset other than the fact that Dad got upset. And they thought that was hilarious because they had to pay the vet bills. Yeah, but at that... A little bit after that, Beauty runs off. Yeah, Beauty does run off. It takes... Uh, she takes off... Um, Beast is still inside of that trailer. I, do you remember who lets lets her out? Was it Brenda or something like that? Opens I think up. it was Brenda. Did it on accident. Yeah, and then yeah, Beauty takes off. She darts off uh, up into the hills, and then Bobby has to go. Bobby gives chase. Fetch after. Uh, he traces her for a bit. You keep hearing her off, just you know, beyond his sight. Yeah. And so you see Pluto kind of. Mm-hmm. Come starts, on, come on, girl. Come yeah, on. he's he's kind of calling to her. He's he's antagonizing her to come. come yeah, come on, girl. Come on. Girl. Yeah, and you, it, it gets up to a point where you finally kind of see her attack him. Yeah, she does, and it immediately cuts away, and all you hear is the yeah, like a loud yelp, 
uh, and it echoes out in that little that, that hill like, canyon. Oh shit! He has to get up there. He gets up there, leans against a rock. There's gets blood. some blood on his hand. Oh man! Looks down and you see a really quick cut. Yeah. Of beauty sliced open down. I thought she got disemboweled. But it's super quick, and he's immediately freaked the fuck out, and you gets know the hell out of there. You can hear his mom like too, like starting to call for him, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby. But the whole time that he does, like he's up there at the top of that hill, as you see in Beauty. I I also wrote down that there's a like there's a small like a a really soft voice too, where he's like kind of like uh, you know, talking about you know should should have stayed on the main road. You know, oh yeah, like you know, he's as he's seen the bloody handprint. So you you get like this. He maybe maybe he heard the warning like, oh, what the, what that old guy was saying like we should have listened because now one of the dogs is dead. So he goes running down the hill. I think he's he might have caught off. a glimpse of. It's a, yeah, it looks like like Pluto might have popped out from the bushes. Yeah, I think it's it startled the shit out of him, whatever it was, and he starts heading off down the hill. That's what Bobby does. Trips, out naturally. Cold. Not naturally. And that's it. That's all you know. It cuts back to the mom's inside. It's later on in the night. She's calling. What'd she say? Maypole. 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 <laughs> she's calling. What she's doing, she's trying to do a distress call on the CB radio that they have inside that trailer. Maypole. Maypole. <laughs> and uh, I think eventually Lynn, like, she, she takes like, over. It's not May. It's Mayday. Mayday, mom. Mayday. Oh. And she tries to make another call out, and they end up getting a response. Yeah, she does. She cries out for help, you know. And what do you get? You know, the same thing that I leave your mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's uh, Pluto, like, he, he's toying with him. He, he's breathing heavily into the, uh, to the CB radio. He's got, like, a walkie-talkie. Pluto's the best in he's this awesome, movie. He's awesome, man. I wish they would have found some way to work him into the remake. I wish they would have made him Papa Jupe. That would have been awesome. He could have been. Okay, who, was it Billy Drago in the remake? Ooh. I know he's in it, but I can't remember as what role. I, you know, I haven't it's watched It's been that a while, while since too, I've watched yeah. it. I remember being a bit more fucked up. No, it than, is. It's, it's intense. That movie is intense. Uh, we may have to visit that one later. Oh, definitely. Just to, definitely. Maybe compare and contrast once we do. But I would like. I to. remember being pretty fucked up. It's a good idea. Yeah, no, that movie is fucked up. Uh, and having a few extra uh, family members or clan members, I guess. Uh, which the the original plan was to have quite a few more. Yeah, uh, that I, makes sense. the The original plan for this movie, just while I'm going off topic for a second, it's anyway, okay. was for it to be a little bit more modeled off of the uh, the legendary Sonny Bean family which is a legendary family of cannibals that supposedly lived in Scotland at one point. Uh, lived in, like, this cave where, like, the entrance was even hidden during, like, high tide or something, so it was hard to find them. Gotcha. And they'd just gradually pick off people. There was supposed uh-huh. to be a shit ton of them, though. Uh, and the original versions yeah. of this script for this movie uh, were, like, uh, Pluto and Mars right. were more adolescent rather than grown up. Gotcha. There was more of them, and it was a little bit more about, like, infighting between the family, and the baby was stolen for, like, a perverted religious ritual instead of just for food. Exactly. Uh, huh. Because I think, like, there's supposed to be, like, 40 members of the Sonny Bean family, something wow. like that. 
That's that's really a clan when you. And so this, that. yeah, so this was supposed to be modeled to be like the American Sawney Bean. Gotcha. This is yeah. This is more like what do you think the family members like? Maybe six strong in the family. Well, oh, I mean, we, we can count them Ruby. out. There's Papa yeah. Jupe. There's Mama. Mama. Ruby. Ruby. You got Mercury. Mercury uh, Mars, Pluto and Mars. Pluto. Yeah, so there's six of them. Yeah. Yeah. So six compared to forty is a big difference. And I mean, and the other things was I think like the original version of the script was supposed to be in a forest, oh, which would have made it closer to the original story as well. And that'd been horrifying, dude, with the trees and shit. And I tell that it's a whole different element altogether. Uh, somebody out there, let's yeah. give us another reboot of The Hills Have Eyes where it's the mountain hills. Yeah, can you imagine that? Man? With that'd like be... maybe not forty, but give us like twenty of them. Yeah. I could see it, man. It's a, it's a possibility. Picking off, like, I don't know. Yeah, dude, like, out here? Are you kidding me? Like, cannibals living up in, like, glacier, picking off tourists? I mean, slim pickings, man. Easy pickings. Got them. No, I dude, mean, somebody make that movie, it please. Could be done. Maybe us. Give us that. Maybe us. We need funding. Uh, <laughs> but no, 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 like, sit down. No, man, it's, it's, it's fucking wild. But Lynn then comments, oh, uh, God, how does it go? Mom's like, oh, it's just just an it sounds like an animal. And Lemon's like, if animals out here are smart enough to use yeah. radio, bore up Shit's Creek without a paddle. She does. She even comes. It's like, Mark, yeah, I'm right. An animal's going to control a CB radio. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah, so you're right. Um, she does call, like I said, she, she makes all those comments. Um, Night falls. Uh-huh. Uh, Brenda's been kind of just outside. Yeah. Um, like she's got like a, like a, Little scully cap on. Yeah, Lynn goes out to check on her, but Brenda's took off with Beast to try to find Bobby. Yeah, uh, kind of seems like she's being watched by Mars. It was kind of hard to yeah. tell in in how with how dark it was. I think it the, was Mars who was who was kind of like walking around that little encampment that they were in. But they do run into to Bobby first, and he comes in, and his face is bruised, and he's not really talking about it. But yeah, he does no, show he, back up. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't want to talk about it. Uh, then it cuts over and Dad gets to the gas station. Yeah, Dad hears like these low hums from outside, kind of like a whoop. Does he go like to a pipe? <laughs> you know, it was an exhaust uh, pipe it was a watering something? can. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And I thought that was one of the like really the funny parts of the movie too, because you just hear like this ominous like whistling, and he walks over to this water can, yeah. and he puts his hand over the end and to it make stops it stop, it. yeah. And he puts his takes his hand away, and he I realizes was, there's not really anything he can do about it. So he walks. Well, away no, from I think it was like one of those moments where that like that ominous sound that you know that effect is supposed to spook you, and then he just puts he's like, ah, this is not this is just the wind. This is just it's just, it's the, just wind. the wind. Yeah, and Don't then he worry about this. he goes into the uh, the gas station, inspects it, he picks up the phone. There's a dial tone, then it cuts off, and then uh, there's a shot that gets fired right behind him as that happens. Then I think he, Fred like turns around and he starts to shoot a couple of times. He, he caps off a couple of times because whoever it was, like they snuck in through that little door, that side mm-hmm. door, closed themselves in. Um, so like I said, he shoots at it a couple of times. As he goes to inspect it after that, who do we have in there in that room? Fred's in there hanging himself. Yeah, like that was fucking quick. He, he had enough time to shoot at Big Bob Carter, run off into that side room, let him let Big Bob shoot off about three rounds, maybe I think it was something like that. That shows and you how enough scared time he is. To, enough time to almost hang himself. If he's that scared, <laughs> he's not that scared of Big Bob. Like he doesn't a, think it's Big Bob. He thinks Big Bob's in no, 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 no. It, he, exactly. He's not worried about Big Bob. That, that wasn't the, the whole point. But how old do you think Fred is in this movie? 
Fred in this movie? Realistically. I'd say at least uh, in his 60s. 60s. Yeah. And I wouldn't say early. I'd say mid to late 60s. 65. At the oldest in his early 70s. Yeah. So, I mean, that motherfucker was quick to uh, get in that room and hang himself. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no doubt. Holy shit. shit. Talk about yeah. a well to die. No kidding, man. But um, Big Bob kind of, you know, he's he's like... What, what does he say? Something like, like you often try to scare off visitors by trying to kill yourself. He's like, I thought you were somebody else. <laughs> he says something like well, that. Well, then you end up getting the story. Yeah, so this is the reason why he's afraid, but he has a story to tell. Uh, I can't. Uh, I only actually wrote down from Jupiter being born on. Uh, how did him and his wife get out there? I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember the exact story, but apparently they had a, a daughter before they had. That's right. Their deformed sons, what I wrote down. So they, uh, they had a daughter. He tells uh, what happens exactly. Uh, anyhow, they they wind up in this place, right? And and the wife gets pregnant with the son, right? It'd be his firstborn son, but they had complications. The wife had complications at birth. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's like, he something came out wrong. I don't know what it did. Yeah, he was twenty pounds. Came 20 out pounds, sideways. Almost tore it. Yeah, half. ripped her. I'm like, man, it came out sideways. Twenty pounds. Harry as a monkey. Uh, wound up. Said uh, like later on, as the kid was growing up, you know, deformed or had these um, these behavioral problems. They went out one night. Apparently, uh, well, it was, he's like, no, no, he's like by, he's, by the time he was ten years old, he's as big as I was. Yeah, I kept finding dead animals and chickens with their heads bit off. Jesus, and, man. Yeah, so there was some fucked up shit going on with this kid, right? And uh, he eventually set fire to the house and it killed the daughter. Uh, and he thinks he's like the kid didn't show I guess any kind of emotion or whatever mm-hmm. this is like I hit him in the face with a tire and yeah, drove like, him off and drove him off him, to the desert he's like what he said like he could only last die couple hours the out there that's, basically that's what he did he he hated that kid so much because he set fire to the house killed their daughter had no remorse whatsoever beat him with a tire iron sent him off in the desert and figured he'd be killed off like in four hours tops survived apparently because what happens after like, he starts well, telling the story? Be, be afraid of something. He's like, long enough for him to survive, long enough for him to go down and kidnap a whore nobody'd care about. Yeah, and start having some inbred kids. Yeah, was it long long enough for a devil kid to become a devil man? So this all took place in like he said, like nineteen twenty nine is when all this kind of kicked off. Something. So it kind of gives you a time period, or at least a time frame. Like this happened quite a while back. And so Fred is Papa Joop's papa. Yep. And Papa Joop is the father of the rest of these that you've been seeing. Pluto. And well, and we've seen a little Ruby. bit of glimpse of Mars. Yeah, a little bit of Mars. Uh, so we've, I think we've heard Mercury the on the radio, I think, at this point. At some point that uh, we've probably possibly, skipped over. Possibly. But as he's telling this story, what happens? In that little room. Oh, my God. That was the coolest thing. Well, then he starts inspecting some of the shit on the ground, the shit that Fred was gathering up earlier. And he's like, what's this? And as he starts to explain, yeah, bam, just burst through the window. Fucking, this was the cool part because you barely see Jupe. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, this movie didn't ah. age well, dude. No. Because Jupe, when you get to sort of just like see him, like just <laughs> sitting around. Not really. Yeah. But him just... Fucking bust through the window, him. fucking grabs him and pulls him through. <laughs> fucking scary shit. Yeah, he awesome, he starts dragging. Amazing Fred. way to fucking introduce it, him. It, like I said, it, it almost had a little bit of a phantasm feel, mm-hmm. like just busting through that window and getting drug off. So that's what he does. Jupiter 
comes out of nowhere and drags him off. Um, and then he starts to beat him to death with a fucking tire iron, right? Yeah, uh, by the time Big Dad. Bob gets out there and finds him, he's been spiked to the... Was, was like it the inside of the shitter door? I think so, like yeah. an outhouse. Uh, with a tire iron through the chest. <laughs> like, damn, man. Fucked him up. Yeah, so that's like your first... I guess your first kill scene, right? Yeah. In this film. I mean, outside of, of Beauty. Outside of Beauty. We didn't see it, but we heard it. Which you don't it. see, you heard, yeah. and you get like two frames worth of sight. Yeah. Of the, of the... But there was a disclaimer that no animal was harmed in this film. So. Right. Later you do see Beauty's dead beauty a little bit closer yeah uh and it is a real dead dog that was like roadkill that they had secured from the local yeah uh, and and you know and there's nothing you can do about that i mean no like, looks good yeah i mean they used it for you know gave it it's it's, it's in 15 there for minutes maybe, of fame yeah and that's the thing it's in there for maybe like four seconds anyway yeah. so no harm man uh but they, yeah you're right dad starts to follow he, he finds uh, Fred, <laughs> Fred's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then I think you get back to the RV, yeah. right? Uh, Bobby, I put Bobby's not hungry. Like the, the <clears throat> mom, I think she's like asking Bobby to eat something or whatnot. Mm-hmm. He just goes on, you know. He, I think he starts to ask about the CB if they if they try calling out for help. Uh, Lynn tells him about the obscene response that she got, and mm-hmm. mom says, "Oh, it was just static. It was just static. They're like she's really, like, it wasn't static. Yeah, there's a noise outside, and he goes out to check. Him. Yep." And Beast busted off his chain. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, fuck, really? Yeah, he's like, Jesus, what's going on? Yeah, because he does. Like, he goes out to the, the side of the trailer, and that's where, yeah, he sees a broken chain. Uh, but, yeah, he starts, I guess he starts to go after him. But uh, then you hear, um, I put Dad here, which is Big Bob Carter. Here is, uh, was Well, it? he's running home now at this point. Well, yeah, yeah. Home, no, but he's running. The, he's, he's running, I guess, from that gas yeah, station incident. He's better watch his heart. Yeah, but the whole time, I guess, is, is uh, who's it, Jupiter's saying this? He's like, uh, Man's coming. Yeah, he's like, Man's coming to get me faster, going to fall down over here. He's like, he's antagonizing him the whole time as he's running. And yeah, then he finally does slump with over. Him the entire time. Yeah, he, uh, dad, Dad's not in any shade to be running, man. No, uh, I mean, is it his heart? Is it, does he just slip? I can't remember what happens. I know, he, that, he, basically I know that he just, rings off a couple shots, but yeah, not he's, really he's at anything. Up. I don't know if he's stroking out or if he just he has a heart bad heart or he's just he's in bad shape. He he's not physically fit. No, and Jupiter stands on his foot, makes sure that he's in control, and radios Pluto. Yep. Um, yeah, Jupiter takes the gun, reports back to the family. Is what I put. Uh, and then I think this is when Doug comes back after that scene. Doug comes back. He mentioned Bobby mentions that Dad hasn't come back yet. He, yeah. You know, he's like, well, Bobby you know, keeps kind of trying to segue the conversation and being yeah. like, I think we're kind of in really bad shape here. And right when he's about to get there, there's always somebody intervening, like from him, almost like breaking the ice mm-hmm. on what the situation's happening. Because because he's still fucked up from finding beauty the way yeah. he was. Anyway. He he's still yeah he's still in that state of sh- of shock. And it happens here. He's just like he's trying to get it there, and the women pop outside. They're like, "Doug, you're back." Yeah, and he's I, like, "Hey, we got to do this." And guess what I found? And yeah, exactly. Look at my mustache. I got a great mustache. Hey, checking me out. Hey, but you're I'm right. So far, I'm the only useful one. But you're right. Like he brought back a whole kind of like stash. Basically, is what mm-hmm. he found. He's like, he makes like comments about like you know you can live almost comfortably out here with all these goodies and shit that you find. And then Beast 
finds beauty. Yeah, Beast, like I said, that's that's what happens. Beast winds up going to the spot where Beauty died, and he starts to like to yelp or bark and you know howl essentially. I, w- I want to point out right before it all starts going down, though, that this movie has convinced me that the next dog I own might end up being named Beast because yeah? Beast is like best dog. Beast might have killed the poodle that one time. I think he makes up for it with for his actions in this movie. Yeah, Beast, Beast back then. It's like you ever watched Beast was half a different baked. dog back then. Think about that. It'd be like half baked. Yeah. You know. Now Beast is cool. Killer. Beast is looking out for it's his like family. Killer, man. Beast is a fucking badass. He dude. is. He is, um, man. But but first he goes and finds beauty. Yeah. And he lets off some howls. We're gonna we'll we'll pour out a little bit for beauty. Yeah, pour out a little bit for her, her, my dad home girl. Uh, but this and is then you, uh, you cut to Ruby. the clan. Yeah, Ruby's eating um, beauty. Beauty, yeah, she's eating dog meat, and I think it's like the mom. She starts to kind of come up out <laughs> of her. Ruby's eating beauty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go figure, right? Uh, but she is. She's eating dog, and the mom's kind of like commenting, "Don't you like dog anymore? I'm dog too slut. good for you, you little runaway run, slut. Yeah, runaway slut. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, let's see here. So yeah, you get this. Scene but then of, you. Uh, but uh, Ruby's like, well, the, the dog's ghost is out there. Yeah, exactly, because you hear the howling, and then the, the mom like, hears the That's howling. That's not another... It's like, oh, it's another dog. Oh, yeah, we, which that means more meat, basically. And then Mama puts it together, it's like, well, if it's here, that means it ain't there. Ruby's like, ain't where? <laughs> yeah, never mind, girl, <laughs> basically. But, uh, yeah, and this you cut back to Jupiter and Dad. That's what I and this scene, it's more implied. It's uh, weird. You get a little bit of violence on the hand because uh, he crucifies Dad. He gags what does he him and put crucifies him. I don't know what he put in his eyes. It kind of looked like a mouse. It was weird. It, like it kind of looked like that. Kind of like a freaking uh, I don't know, like some kind of. Kind of looked just like a bundle of fur. Yeah, it was weird. Or something man. or like a just like some rag. I don't. I don't know. I thought he, it kind of looked like he something in his mouth. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. And he starts to hammer it in. Like yeah, and then he drives some stakes in his palms. But I think it was like on was it like on a boulder or some shit that he did that on. No, no, because you see what it's on later on, and it's oh, yeah, it's yeah. it's a it's a it's crucifixion. Yeah, it's, it's, just it's not a makeshift. The, it's not an upright cross. Yeah. It's one of the X crosses, but it's mean, still yeah. a crucifixion. But uh, yeah, he's fucking him up. He's fucking dad up. <laughs> but once again, you don't see too much. It's mostly close ups of Jupiter's face, honestly. Yeah. And then we cut back. There's yeah, like, there's Bobby's just like still trying to kind of talk to Doug. He is. He's trying to tell Doug, you know, hey, something's going on here, man. And okay. then, uh, and then Doug's like, well, you know, if Dad's not back by eleven, then you know, come get me, and you know, yeah, whatever. Like, kind of pacifying him. Lynn's like, oh, what's going on? He's like, oh, Bobby's worried about rattlesnakes. You better worry about what Big Bad Bob will do to the rattlesnakes or something like that. <laughs> yeah. They are. They're kind of. They're making fun of him, like you know, a little bit, because you know he's worried. Man. God, I I didn't do that justice, but that was one of my favorite line deliveries in the entire movie. The way that she says it back to them. It is pretty funny, but uh, you know, the whole point is like you know he wants to tell Doug what's going on. Uh, Lynn and Doug wind up going out to the. Yeah, to the Lynn and Doug want to go get busy. They, yeah, they got they they're got like, business to take care of. Bobby, they don't like, have we're stuck in the time. desert overnight anyway. Yeah. We're going to go to our station wagon. You stay inside with Mom and Brenda. All right? You stay beside them. We're going to go out here, and we're going to turn this into the shagging wagon. Yep. <laughs> and that's what they have to start doing. Yep. And as they start doing that, uh, Pluto starts there. siphoning their gas. He, he does, man. So they're out there having you know intimate moments out there in the station wagon. 
Pluto siphoning the gas out of the tank. Uh, cues back to Bobby inside. Although it's like, not presented the most terrifyingly, no, no, no. this next little sequence is really the most one of the more terrifying event sequence of events in an entire movie that I can think of. Oh no! Because the way how it all so unfolds. Yeah, the way it all unfolds, the way it's all planned out, how they've been being watched this entire time. And they've been hunted. Yeah, they have no idea that they've been hunted. Maybe Bobby's starting to get an inkling of a clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the only one. I mean, outside of Dad, experience it firsthand. But uh, anywho. It's 11 o'clock, right? Bobby has a little wrist, digital wristwatch on. It's an avatar, I think it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, he sees it's 11 o'clock. I think he starts to hear Beast, if I'm not mistaken. He goes aside, leaves a trailer. Right, he leaves the trailer. Calls for Beast. He kind of realizes beast. what's going on he in the yelping, station wagon. Right? And, yeah, you know, he hears yelping, and he's, he thinks but, it's Beast that's hurt. But so it's he, Jupiter, I think, is hiding out in, in, the, in the bushes. I don't think it's Jupiter. Or is it it's Mars. Mars. Yeah, it is Mars. It's uh, Mars. He's well, making he, animal noises is what he's doing. It's he, cool. he keeps imitating uh, a dog, like a hurt dog yelp. And yep. he draws him further away, further away, further away. And once he's out a certain distance, he just starts fucking with him. And he does like uh, a sheep bob. Yep. And then he does a moo. Yep. And then he does like a big cat like that. He's, he, yep, he's starting to fuck with Bobby is what he's doing. And Bobby realizes like, oh shit, like something. It's like, not right. This isn't. Like. It's not, not beast. beast. Yep, that's for sure. So when he he starts to run back to to camp is what he's doing because he was been in that little woody section I suppose. And when Bobby had been drawn away, Pluto Pluto jumped inside jumped inside the RV. Yeah, the door shut hard enough that it automatically locked behind him. Yeah, because Bobby's like trying to open it. It's locked, but on the other side, Pluto's inside. So Bobby goes over to Lynn and Doug as they're you know having sex or whatever, and he's like. He's tapping on the window. It's funny because you know he really doesn't want to do it. Because yeah. you've already sort of seen him like, okay, I'm going to give them a little bit more time. Yeah, like, he's like, all right. He's like, uh, and not doing it. And he re- sort of realizes like something's going on. Like I do have yeah. to interrupt him. When he does interrupt him, he definitely acts like, look, I didn't want to do this, but I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of it. And he's kind of like a little bit of a like, smart ass about uh, well, it. Well, of course. He's freaked out, but he's a little bit of a smart ass about it. And has a little bit well, of like a smirk what, yeah. on his face. Like, yeah. Yeah. Think about what he's been through. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm going to fuck with you a little bit. But this, uh, you see inside and Pluto's starting to just scab. He's ransacking shit. That's what he's doing. He's like going through the cupboards. I feel kind of bad though because he's ransacking, but like he's actually like scavenging and like he gathering is. shit together. And that gets fucked up here in a minute. Could, yeah. Bobby interrupts them fucking. And this is he where the, finally, he finally breaks out. He's like, look, Beauty's been dead. Like, And they're like, oh, oh shit. Like, why didn't you tell us this sooner? He's like, well, fucking, like, I'm fucked up. Like, he was, she was gutted. Yeah, exactly. He tells her them exactly what happened in the hills to her. And uh, the whole time that, that he's explaining this to them, Pluto is, like, on top of Brenda at this point inside the trailer. Uh, he's Yeah, he's really checking her out. She hasn't quite awoken yet. No, though. it's weird because, like, she's been sleeping the whole time. And so is mom, apparently. And... He turns and says into a radio, do it. Explosion off in the distance. You hear an explosion, yeah. And you hear Dad start screaming, or Bob. Big Bob. He's like, oh, God. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I you kind of can immediately put it together. You're like, oh, shit. They fucked him up. It's another distraction. And so, Doug, Lynn, Bobby, Bobby and the mom, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name right off the top of my head. I just put Mama Carter. They all run off to help. Yeah. Doug just yells in the door to uh, to Brenda, 
Brenda, you you awake or something? Like, we'll stay here and do something. I can't remember what he says when she doesn't reply. But he just assumes that she's yeah, just going to stay there and do whatever. Yeah. Not the, that Pluto's there. Yeah, it, it is fucked up, man. Because, like I said, it's... Oh, stay here and watch the baby. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you have... Who was it at this point now? You had, like I said, Doug, Lynn, Mama, Bobby trying to save Dad. And all as soon up. as they all run off... Yep. Guess Mars who jumps in. Yeah, guess, guess who's now? So you got Pluto on top of This is so Brenda. fucking terrifying how like, planned out this is. Just yeah. drawing them off. Yeah, all these different distractions that get them away so they can go sneak inside and get the baby. Well, they don't even know the baby. No, no, there. that's just a part of the plan. Yeah, they, they know the family is easy pickings. They're just setting them up, ransacking their shit, setting them up for bigger things. Uh, yeah, Pluto's on top of Brenda, you know, like maybe doing some suggestive things. Yeah, well, Pluto, Pluto's starting to try to rape her. He doesn't quite get there. No, 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 no. Uh, Mars comes in, and this is where I felt kind of bad, because Pluto's actually trying to, like, like scavenge. Like, yeah. scavenge for his family. Mars comes in, just starts grabbing and eating at his shit, ripping it open. Yeah, he has fucking no good, he has swigging no at the milk. He has zero disregard for what he's doing. Uh, he goes over to a birdcage, picks out one of the birds... Rips snaps, off his head. Snaps his neck and just starts drinking its blood. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, and then he, he crashes in on Pluto. Yep. And he's like, no, let's hit it for you. Wait, you become be a man. man. Yep. And which, okay, so I had kind of a fucked up thought at that point. I'm like, well, wouldn't, if you just let him finish, wouldn't that be him becoming a man? Yeah, technically, isn't that how that I works? I mean, that's fucked up, but. Maybe they don't grasp that concept in that family. Maybe that's not something they talk about. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how old he's supposed to be. Maybe they, they give it a, an age limit. You know, looking at those guys, I would say, man, you know, on, on the low end of the spectrum, they have to be in their 30s. On the high end, man, almost 40s. Right, right. Yeah. So that couldn't be it. Yeah, no. But, yeah. like, he's what? never going to become a man if you don't let him get his rape I know. Out. Like, how often do they get the chance to do what they're doing? Yeah, they're already saying that people don't come out here that often. Yeah, man. Let, let the man become a man. Anyway, Mars gets on and Mars does rape her. Yeah, I think he sees they the baby. They don't see anything. Doesn't he? He, like... Yeah, he see, as he's saying that, but then he oh, sees yeah, the baby. Oh, yeah, first you see the baby. He's like, baby, fat. Oh, yeah, I love fat. that. He's like, fat, good. Juicy. <laughs> yeah, that juicy. <laughs> juicy. And then he does rape her. Yeah, exactly. He, he you don't see anything. It's not no, like I said, it's implied. It's nothing like we've seen in these previous movies. Not the it's version. way more implied than anything. But it cues back to, to dad on the stake. Oh, Mama that's becomes right. hysterical. Oh, that's right. She fucking freaks out. It's not my bob. Not my that's, bob. That's not my bob. That's not my bob. She does an amazing oh, job. Mom. It's kind of hard to listen to. That's a it is, really it, good it, scene. It gives you, like I said, at this point, it gives you the impression. All right. Now the family's really in a fucked up pickle because you got Brenda. Doug's keeping his cool too, though. He's sort of taking control. He's like, he is man. Go he's... get this and this. He knows it's too late, but he's yeah. like to get him away. Like, go get this and this. He needs like whiskey and blankets and water and exactly. So that it is his way of trying to comfort that family in that situation. So he sends Lynn and Mama off. I think Bob doesn't Bobby stay behind. Yeah, well that's the thing. And then the others get back to grab the shit. And to get away from there. Yeah, that's right. Bobby takes off with a gun at this point. Then Doug attends to Bob. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Bob dies. Bob dies, yeah. He kind of, you know... Doug just... He does what he has to do at that and point. And when the others first get back to the RV, does Pluto scurry off at yeah, first? Yeah, Pluto's the first one that runs off out of the trailer. 
And I think it's Lynn and Mom. Lynn and Mom mm-hmm. are the first ones appear, and they see him, and they kind of like they get spooked by him, and he just scurries off. Right? Mars is still inside, and he has the baby at this point. Lynn goes inside first, and she starts to struggle with him because he has the fucking baby. Yeah. Mom starts to hit him with the broom. Yeah. Mama does come in, and she he sees manages to get his gun out, and he shoots them both. Ooh, he shoots Mama, and then I think he shoots Lynn. Second, uh, Bobby starts to run back at this point, and uh, Pluto, I think at this point, I think he has the. Does, no, 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 not yet. Not yet. But not yet. Uh, Brenda has managed to crawl out of the bedroom yep. and pushes the knife to Lynn. Lynn stabs Mars. Yeah, doesn't she get him in the, in like in the knee or some shit? In the leg, like yeah. pretty close to the femoral. Okay. And that would have been bad news for him. He wouldn't have got out of there. Oh, no, no. She got him in the femoral. Yeah, it would have been over. But she got him close, and he sh- ends up shooting her again. Yeah, he t- he, pumps, he puts two rounds in Lynn. Pluto pops his head back in. Mars hands off the... The baby, Katie. Whatever, the baby, Catherine. and he goes back to kill Brenda. Yeah. But yeah, he's he does. Out of bullets. He cu- doesn't he like he's drag like, her out of the come trailer? Come back for you, girly. Yeah, he drags her out of the or trailer. Like that. Yeah, puts the gun in her mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, she's Click. she's screaming, yeah, horrified. He does. He's like, yeah, I'll come back for you, girly. <laughs> or I'll come back for you later. Yeah, like I'll, that. no, he says I'll be back for you, girly. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, he runs off. Bobby runs up. And he starts to comfort his sister. Uh, she's hysterical. Doug, Doug goes, goes inside, inside, and he discovers Lynn. And he freaks out, but he realizes that she's dead. Mom's still alive. Yeah, he goes over to mom, and she's barely hanging on. She just kind of, you know. So he gets her comfortable. Yep. And then he realizes the baby's gone. Yeah. No, and so give me my baby. He, yeah, he pops off. He's like, Bobby, go inside, see your mom. And he runs off in the dark, aimlessly shouting, give his baby back. Yeah, he, he does. Would, he he starts father, to go after obviously. Mars. But, yeah, he tells Bobby to stay after Brenna, get, get her inside. As soon as Bobby steps in, he's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then that's what I put down. Give me back my baby, my Catherine, please. <laughs> yeah, that's what Doug shouts out. I uh, mean, so this is when... But uh, they're already gone. They are. Mars and he and, doesn't know anywhere to go. So no, he, he's he aimlessly running the through. RV, yeah. And you cut back to Pluto and Mars together. They are. They're back at And he's up. calling up to Mercury because yeah. they're in sight. They're in... Because, I mean, I'd, I'd guess if he didn't call up to him, Mercury's the guard, so exactly. Mama would get a gun out or something? I don't know what the fuck would Possibly, happen. Possibly. You know, point. like, they have, I guess they have their their own little setup. Like I said, they have people who go out, which would be Pluto and Mars doing all the scavenging. I mean, I, they He's make sure to check before. in with yeah. each other. Like, when they enter into the territory, he makes sure that he, he alerts Mercury that it's him and shit. And exactly. So they have a system set up to, to alert each other uh, for intruders, right? So they're they're radioing in Mercury. I think he says he can see them, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He's like a, a little bit. You know girl. how to work those, Mercury? <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're getting excited, man. Mars and Pluto, they're getting excited. Mercury's a little bit above them on, like, another little cliff or whatever. And Mer- yeah, and we got baby or something like that, and Mercury gets all happy. And like maybe, maybe I'll eat them, the dumbs like last time. You all yeah. laugh at me. <laughs> oh, we always laugh at you, yeah. Mercury. They they make yeah, they're cracking up little jokes like about eating toes or something. Mm-hmm. Does he say something like that? But uh, the whole time too, though, you have Beast up Slowly up there sneaking up. Yeah, he's on top of that little rocky hill, and like so that's his. Yeah, like so they're making little jokes on the radio. Uh, and soon after, like they, the brothers, uh, they have their little talk on the, on the walkie-talkie, making jokes and shit. They split up, I guess, to go back to camp, and then that's when Beast charges after Mercury. And you get one, yet yeah, one, one bark. Yeah, and pushes him off the cliff. 
Yeah, exactly, man. And he you're does. Like, oh shit. I was and like, yeah. Then you get and you see that Jupiter's mad at Ruby. And it's a Pluto say he's like hurt something. Oh yeah, yeah. Pluto's like oh, but he just yeah. Wanna, and the like, Mars like shut up, bash. Oh, <laughs> he's calls him asshole. Anyway, uh, you're right. Jupiter confronts Ruby. Ruby, and then you have the entire family though, and they're all happy they got the baby. Yeah, but he tells her that she killed or that he killed Fred. He tells oh, her that. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I feel, you know. Because I heard you were going to run away. off Grandpa Fred. Like, I fixed yeah. him good. I like fixing people good. Yeah, so she knows that Fred's dead. <laughs> Drop dead Fred. Uh, so he's gone. Um, yeah, so you have this whole conversation. Like I said, Pluto and Mars come back with the baby. Uh, it cuts back to Bobby. He lets Doug in inside the the, the RV. With one of his best line readings of all time. He looks what are we going to do? Yeah, <laughs> He looks at the the empty empty bassinet inside, you know, and like I said, then you see, like I said, you see um, uh, Mars and, and Pluto showing the baby to Mama and Ruby. Uh, they're gonna eat it. Mama Carter is at this point. Mama Carter inside the RV. She's off bad. She's a little delusional. Like I think he's like. Well, he, you get one the, little bit with Doug. the family, yeah, uh, or the clan, and you find out that Mars was supposed to kill them all. Yep. Did you kill them all, like I said? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he sends off Pluto to get Mercury. Yeah, Pluto goes looking for Mercury. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Jupiter confronts Mars about killing everybody. Mm -hmm. Right, you're right. So now you know that they fucked up. Yep, and then that's like, so that's when they scurry off. Mom and Doug, they start to have a conversation. This is when Mom starts to fade out. Mom's cold. She needs a blanket. They go send, you know, I think he sends Doug to they get her kind of, It's kind of a little sweet touching scene because mom's yeah. just kind of trying to act normal and shit and everyone's breaking down. But then mom passes out as the light go out. Yeah, lights cut out. Brenda starts Brenda. to freak again because she's thinking they're going to come back to rape her again. Mm-hmm. Right. Bobby, I think he gets the gun and starts to shoot at the well, door. Well, they hear something outside yeah, the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he pops off a couple, couple shots. Rounds. He goes to look outside and there's the radio sitting there. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then it's Pluto calling for Mercury. Mm-hmm. Well, and, well, so that's what he heard, so they're not actually close by. Uh-uh. And then Doug goes to check out the backside, and there's yep. kind of a weird little intense scene, and he gets attacked, but it's just Beast. It's just Beast. Up on Beast them. jumps on Doug. And you find he brought... The, He's the one that brought the radio He back. brought the radio for Mercury. Yeah. So, so now uh, they have... He does. He sneaks all the way back to camp. He Beast was smart enough... To grab the radio that he knocked, you know, Mercury out from, bring it back to them, and then they're they're overhearing like some Pluto calling for Mercury. So now they can do some reconnaissance of their yeah. own. Yeah, and they know. And then Pluto is reporting back. It was Papa about Mercury being killed by a devil dog, right? And mm-hmm. they, you know, they have plans for this devil dog. Uh, then it's like Papa goes on this. I put it like a big spiel, a diatribe about killing off all. Their family members. I want to eat your children, children's brains. Yeah, like the whole the whole bloodline of the Carters. You know, he like he's going on this big. And he's doing it in in Bob's face. They've went and got the body, and that's what they're eating currently. Except Ruby's being forced to still eat Beauty. Yeah, I don't think they make that very explicit, but that is something that's happening. But yeah, and then they're eventually talking about eating the baby. Like it all boils down like where where we're going. That that was it. They're killing Mm -hmm. it and going to eat the baby now. They fucked up. And this is where uh, Mars has to stay back. Pluto gets to go along. Yeah. Uh, Doug and Beast, they wind up taking off to the hills because they got the radio now. So they're going to go yeah. off to the By hills. By now it's morning again. Yeah. Um, you're right. This is, like I said, this is when it's getting getting light out. Um, yeah, so uh, who is it? Pluto and Jupiter. Yeah, they're running in the hills. Isn't yeah, it? Pluto and Jupiter are heading to 
back to the RV. Yeah. Because Jupiter's pissed now that... Oh, Mercury's he wants to kill dead. the whole family off. They have, a, they have a plan to kill the whole family off now. Uh, Mars can't come along because he, he's too hurt. Yeah, he got stabbed pretty good. Uh, they're going to hold off on killing the baby for now. Yeah, I guess until they get back after killing everybody else in the mm-hmm. family. Yeah, but uh, you're right. You, Ruby's you see... chained up, or uh, Ruby was chained up. I don't know if she still is, but mm-hmm. Mom is kind of looking over. It's a possibility. I can't remember exactly. But yeah, I think it's, like you said, you see Doug and, and Beast. They're kind of they're sneaking down a little bit, and they see them running off. So, you know, they know that they're sneaking, at, or planning on sneaking up on them. Doesn't Bobby, he starts the radio for help on the CB. Well, Bobby, but yeah, Bobby and Brenda are Brenda, back yeah. at the RV, and, and Bobby's just trying to. Dead mom. Bobby's just keeps trying to to get to get help on the CB. Yeah. Uh, mom ends up dying. Yeah, that's when Mama dies because Brenda starts to lose it again. She's sobbing. And you're and right. He's just and, like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah, he he realizes Mama's dead, and then. then but he's still just trying to get help. Doug's trying to raise him on the radio. Yeah, because, but there's too much interference. Yeah, exactly. Bobby's trying to call for help while Doug's trying to report back that hey, these guys are coming. I think Jupiter comments that it's quiet. He, like he and Pluto calm. Like they stop at a certain point. Like it's quiet out here. Um, so they, then they're they're starting to plan like their their mode of attack. How they're gonna? Well, that's a, well, that's the other thing is that then Doug's like, I can't. Is like I have to go go get my baby. Yeah, I can't go back to help Bobby. No, we just saw them, and he goes down. And he's like, "Beast, it's up to you. Like, go help him." Yeah, he and does. So Beast goes, and he's stalking Papa Jupiter and Pluto. Yes, he's quietly stalking them because that's what he does. And you see them run down the path. Mm-hmm. Right in front of Beast just sitting behind a bush. Yeah. Which is awesome. Basically. Uh, Uh, And they get a little bit ahead and he starts following. Yeah. So you you get this whole scene where, like you said, they've they've come up with a plan, but Doug is getting Beast to follow them, trail them back to the camp. Like I said, Bobby's still calling out. And then he thinks that the Air Force is calling him back. You know, they're like, oh, all right. What's going on? He tells them that they're stranded. That they're basically sitting ducks. Oh my god, that was so great. Oh my god, you know what happened, don't you? He got played. <laughs> like uh, I can't remember what what he says. What Pluto says. Yeah, this is Air Force Rescue. And he's like, uh, what are your defensive capabilities at yeah, this time? Exactly. He's like, well, we have a gun and only two shots. Uh, it's me and my sister. We have like three dead or something like that. Yeah. Like, there's these people trying to just. We're sitting ducks out here. You have to come help us. And he's like. Uh, Roger that. We uh, we want you to stand on your head. Yeah, stand on your He's like, okay, stand on our heads. <laughs> and and then he just starts cracking up, and he's like, stand on your head and stick your thumb up your ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he does. And then, yeah, he starts to, you know, Pluto got him, man. He, he got him good, man. Mm-hmm. And now he also knows they only have two shots and shit. They're, they're feeling good about this. Yeah. They're, they're running out after him. Beast... Yeah, like I said, this is this is where, um, like I said, he Pluto, lets them loose. Pluto thinks he hears something, and so he yep. starts to slow down, and Jupiter kind of keeps running off ahead. Yeah, Jupiter runs off. He, uh, Pluto stays behind because, like I said, he hears something. Brenda starts to come up with a plan at this point. She thinks she has a plan. Like so this is where Pluto stops. Jupiter continues on. This is where Beast sneaks up and attacks oh, yeah. Pluto. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're right, though. Brenda does come up with a plan because Bobby's wanting to make a fire signal. And Brenda's yeah. like, no, we got to do something else. And yep. then she's got a plan. 
Beast gets Pluto, fucks him up pretty Don't bad. Don't they, like, run off with, like, some kind of cable spool or some shit? Yeah, they have, uh, they find the cable, and they know yeah. it's pretty strong from before. So they're running off with the, the spool, and then it cues back to, like I said, Beast sneaking up on Pluto. And he does, he finally charges Pluto. And he fucks him up pretty good. He fucks but, him up uh, good. Pluto manages to, to yell up to Jupe. Jupe comes back and gets off like, a couple shots. Around. Yeah. Uh, you hear Beast. kind of a yelp, but Beast manages to still run off. And yep. you get the best <laughs> scene of gore in the movie, which is a close-up on Pluto's Achilles. I, I thought this scene was kind of funny, too, because the way Pluto's face, he's like, he's touching, he's like, <laughs> you know, like, Owie. And he sort of, like, pulls, like, a little flap of yeah. it out and shit. And it's, like, but... around his, uh, it's, it's his heel, so it's, like, his Achilles tendon. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it looks like his bone, you know, like a spur. And he's like, yeah, <laughs> the face uh, he makes he got fucked up man. and he's yeah so he's all fucked up Jupe's pissed he radios back to kill the baby yeah he radios back to Mars to kill the baby it's time Doug hears that on his radio and so that's yep. when he's like he knows that he has to make a move so yeah, he, he, he makes a run for it, it yeah uh, Mars, Mars calls goes Ruby. in he's like he's, he's like outside of the inside of the cave entrance of their, their camp mm-hmm. and he's kind of isn't he like kind of looking around that's when he gets the call and then he calls to Ruby like get the baby I need baby. Yeah, and she eventually gives in and gives him a bundle. Yeah, and you know what it is? It's the pig. But what is it? A piggy in a blanket. Oh, <laughs> fuck. This is what I've been holding off on. I was like, did they really just oh, do this? Oh, my God. And they're just these hillbillies out in the sticks, too. Yeah. She gives them a pig in a blanket. Piggy in a blanket. She put the old piggy in a blanket and she, trick. Well, and when they first cut inside, like, she's starting to pick up a bone, and Mom's kind of, like, coming out of a drunken yeah. stupor. And when he realizes what happens, he's like, oh, where are you? And Ruby's already run off with the baby. And yeah. when he looks back inside, Mom has been obviously conked in the head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so she, she pulled the old, you know, the old rug over his eyes. She pulled the old trick. But, yeah, she runs off with the baby. Then you start to hear like Doug shouting off in the distance, They're like Katie. And she gives, she runs into him. Yeah, she eventually gives does. Him the baby. Uh, Mars calls for Ruby. Yep, Ruby gives Doug the baby. Mars starts to chase after them. He's a little bit off in the distance. Uh, cues back to Bobby and Brenda. They're propping up dead Mama Carter on this uh, like this little lawn chair. Dude, their trap is so cool. We'll get to it. so. Yeah, Actually, you can see them propping her up. You know, I don't. I, you know, at this point, you don't really know what they're doing. So technically, this would all be taking place at the same time. Yeah. So let's let's just take care of one just all okay. in a row. No problem. Uh, God, wh- which one should we do first? Let's let's go through their trap first because okay, their trap yeah, yeah. is cool. I like we'll it. go through their trap because there's a lot in of back row, and forth, and then we'll pop back to. Okay. Uh, so they set up Mama Carter. Yep. On the on like a lawn chair, basically out there. And they end up heading all the way back to, and then they sort of get set up and they run the thing. Uh, yeah, they crank the car. Uh, they they run around like the axle. They run it around, yeah. The one that actually works. So you know, where it's been dug out and shit, and yeah. you're like, oh my god, this is gonna be awesome. And they're sort of sitting there waiting to look out. Papa Jupiter comes up. He sneaks up on on Mama. And he Mama sneaks Carter. up on Mama. And that ain't right. Right, and Brenda's doing lookout, and she's like, "Now!" And yeah. he fucking he guns it, guns it. The wire fucking lassos his ass. Lassos fucking heals his ass. Yeah, <laughs> starts <laughs> pulling him across the desert, and you're just sitting there. Oh my god! Like yeah, it's pulling him back toward the car. 
somewhere there exists a version of this film where he doesn't run out of gas. It would be like the... Because um, how fucking gnarly would that have been if I, their trap would have worked exactly the way that it was supposed to? It would have where been... Where he first would have fucking ran into that... Because it was kind of wrapped around a pole first. Yeah. If it first would have just fucking fucked him up against that pole and then ripped him up around that. That's what I was thinking. I was like, man, that would have been similar to... Uh, was it the, the, the Hitchhiker? Rucker Hauer? Oh, yeah. You know? I was thinking, man, it, it could have had that effect. Like, where, you know, she gets ripped apart. He could have got disemboweled, and it would have just fucking. Because that's where eventually him. he was heading towards, and there's nothing. There's nothing he could have done about it. But, but it does. Pluto big, siphoned the gas. Remember? Yeah. So the car cuts out, and and fuck. Now Papa Jupiter is pissed off. He finally gets out of the the heel, the lasso that he got it, and now he's starting to chase after Brenda and Bobby. But these kids watched Home Alone before it was ever made. Yes, they did. They and they have a secondary it. trap set up. Oh yeah. They run through the RV. Yep. They want Barbie, to run back. Barbie. Bobby. <laughs> Barbie, Bobby. Sets up a few matches. Yes, he does. He's like, hold your breath. They got the gas going in there. Yeah, they do. <coughs> yeah, he turns on a tank. Pops out the back window. They get out of there. Wait for Jupe to follow. Yeah. And at first, you, he kinda, you know he smells the gas. Yeah, he's just... He's unsure. So, and they don't show you what happens. Uh-uh. So... I'm guessing he must have, like, backed off a little bit and, like, thrown a rock at it or something. Yeah, something spark. Because he sets it off and it explodes. Yeah, he does. He but finally he gets up to get the... Killed. He gets up to the door, and you don't know whether or not he opened the door or not, because that's kind of what they were anticipating. But they kind of show that he smelled the gas. Yeah, he did. He definitely recognized there was something off about going inside of the trailer or the, the mm-hmm. RV. So I'm guessing he must have backed off and, like, thrown a rock to set that it off. That would make sense. Something caused a spark, and it wasn't him opening the door. Because Brenda starts super, like, happy. Like, we did it, da-da-da-da-da. This yeah. is awesome. Bobby and Brenda are excited because it exploded. Their plan came to fruition. But Bobby's but like, Bobby's, I have to go check. Yeah, after all these series of events, I have to go check to make sure. And Brenda's losing it. She's like, no, Bobby, don't do that, Bobby. Don't go back there, Bobby. But it's a good thing he did. Because Jupe's still alive. Jupe comes out and he winds up body slamming. <laughs> he winds up smashing him against the fucking station wagon and a body slams his ass. Yeah. But yeah, then she starts to fuck him up. Brenda starts Brenda to run back. The hatchet. Yeah, there's a hatchet just laying out in the middle of the desert. She snatches that bitch up and she runs up on him and starts to whack him in the back. And Bobby grabs that gun that they had two shots of. Yeah, you know. those shots into Jupiter. I think that, that would be a normal reaction to that, that Jupiter gave off to somebody shooting you like at close mm-hmm. range like that. Or just like the hand defense too, mm-hmm. like for the like the spaz moment, and then he's done. Yeah, he he lifts his head to make sure, he, and he's finally succumbed to. So, then we have the end of Beast story in this. Okay, now yeah, we can go to Beast story. Pluto's still out there. Yeah, Pluto's still out there. Trying to catch up to Jupiter. Yeah, exactly. Pluto's like now. This is all being. Up. We're just doing this separately. When you watch yeah, the no, movie, no, this, this is, is not, all cutting back and forth. Yeah, this is not the how it's sequentially played out. We're just we're choosing certain scenes and playing them all the way through as opposed to the, how they're played out in the film. Uh, so Beast, Jupiter's, I mean, Pluto's still trying to catch up to Jupiter. Yes. And he thinks he hears... He hears noises. He thinks it's Beast. Beast. And then he sees Beast. Yeah, he does. And he starts, like, trying to crawl after him. Yeah, he's so fucked up. His leg's fucked up. And Beast sort of goes up around this bush. Yep. And disappears out of sight. Yeah, and then... Uh, you get and your, Pluto, this like he a crawls super up on the thorny, bush. fucking nasty yeah. ass bush, and he sort of rooting like around in there. Bush, yeah. 
He's rooting around in it. He gets excited. A fucking rabbit pops out. Yep. The rabbit pa- uh, pops out. And and he thinks it's the funniest shit ever he that does, he was man. fucking fooled by this fucking rabbit in there thinking it was the fucking beast. And as he rocks back fucking laughing his ass off. That's when beast attacks. Beast attacks again. Yeah. And then he winds up finally killing off Pluto. Pluto, like, I think he's trying to reach for his knife. Mm-hmm. And every time he does, he can't he get to it. just keeps pulling him back. The beast keeps pulling him back. And he just rips, rips into his, throat. his neck. That's it. Pluto's done, man. Beast so that's wins. Beast, yeah, he got him. And then... We get Doug, right? We have Doug. Okay, so Doug just got the baby from Ruby. And you're getting Mars chasing after them. Mm-hmm. Right? This part reminded me a lot of sort of the end of Texas Chainsaw 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would agree. Even uh, though it came out beforehand, but I, I would totally agree. Yeah, it's just because of the order we watched it in recently that it reminded me of it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I, I influenced the other way in a little bit. I, I could have seen, um, you know, whether it would be Leatherface or, you know, any of these guys out there in the hills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> could have very easily could have done uh, So how does it go? They're running out. He hands the baby back to Ruby. Yeah, he... And he turns around to sort of face Mars, and he kind of weirdly, like... He he winds up running off into, like, the, this, this canyon part. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he winds up getting stuck in between this rattlesnake nest. Well, first he he sort of pushes. Oh yeah, Mars he does. He does. Hill. He hit like he did. He smash him. Yeah, he like he like body slams at him. Yeah, he like smashes him with this rock. It gets him to roll down the hill. He chases him back after him. He mm-hmm. picks up another rock and throws it at him. Uh, yeah. Either way, he ends up. He fucks him up like twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's one time where Mars kind of has to run back up at the hill quite a ways after him. After <laughs> yeah. I was surprised he was able to keep up the way he was, but hey, like you said, he he gets backed into this corner. Ruby and the baby sort of went and hid down in between these rocks, and he puts down the knife for a second. Where he puts it down is right where there's a rattlesnake, and he doesn't realize it right away. And Mars Mars comes up and he reaches back and he's like, "Oh shit." He's like, yeah, you ride in where they where they breed or something like that. Yeah, they where they breed, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, fucked up. And now. so he's like, oh shit. And then Ruby comes up and she starts to like kicking sand at him and stuff. Like, no, like come after me. Da, da, da. Yeah, she's trying to be a diversion to help Doug out. Mars starts to go after her, and as he does, the baby starts crying. Yeah. So Mars turns to go after the baby. And Doug's like, no, oh, fuck that. I have to go after Mars. Yeah. So Mars go. So Doug goes and jumps after Mars. And it's at this point, we're getting at the very end of the movie, yeah. and that Ruby is the worst help in the entire world. Gosh. Yeah, no kidding, right? Oh, my God. So Ruby tries to help. They're fighting on the ground. They're rolling around. Yeah, they're having a tussle. How, how do you think that Ruby would try to help in this situation? How would you think that Ruby would try to help in this situation. There's rocks lying around. We've already seen a couple uh, yeah, thrown I, at exactly. him. Um, uh, I mean, Mars is just on top of him with a knife, but he's already hurt. You would you would expect or maybe even suspect that you would pick up one of those boulders or like you know small rocks, whatever. Something large enough to fit in your hand and smash. Maybe even just kick him in his wounded leg. Yeah, you could do any number of things to disable him at that point. So Ruby's... Ruby's idea of helping <laughs> is to run back to the rattlesnake. Yeah. Uh, Pick it up with a... Find like a, a forked branch yeah, she to found a stick it branch. to the ground. Remember, this rattlesnake was by a knife. She yeah. doesn't grab the knife. Mm-mm. She grabs the rattlesnake. Yeah, from that, that split branch. 
right? She runs back. She runs back all the way back to the wrestling on the ground, that being Mars and Doug. Where they've had enough time where, like, the momentum of the fight has changed well, like, like, yeah, twice like, in this time period. Like he keeps Mars trying to, has like Mars stabbed keeps trying to the ground. Stab, yeah, he keeps and just trying to barely stab missed Doug. him. Exactly. Doug's like pushed him back over once. Mars has pushed him back. Yeah, they they do the whole classic, you know, tumble and tossing and turning. In this time period, like yeah. he could have died a number of times, several times, especially with how strong Mars is comparatively. Yeah, he's much bigger. He's a much larger guy, but. uh she then does. She, she runs back. With she clamps the rattler to the back of Mars's neck. A bite. Yeah, bites Mars's back <laughs> of the neck. <laughs> yeah, he kind of stops fighting altogether. He freaks out and starts yelling about it. Yeah. Doug snatches his knife, and basically the rest of the movie town. is Doug going to stab town. There is like a second where he stops and like. Him and Ruby say something, I think. She says something. I don't it's know. It's basically her brother. And she's like, she's kind of like, uh, kind of weird crying about it. Like, that's oh, my brother crying. You know, like kind of cry, but, you know, maybe it needs to happen. But he goes to Stabtown and that's he, it. He does. He freaks out and stabs the shit out of him repeatedly. Yeah, and then that was basically. And that's how the movie ends. Yeah. It, well, not necessarily. I think they, they, they get together, like after all oh. the ordeals. It's Ruby and Doug come back together with Brenda and Bobby. Brenda winds up holding the hands with Ruby. Doug has Katie and Bobby, and I guess they just kind of walk off. And then, the, yeah, you get the credits, the music. It shows the cast of characters or their real names, and that's your movie, folks. There you go. The Hills Have Eyes. The Hills Not have eyes. actually that bad. No, I liked it. No, man. I mean, and I mean, not that bad as in like it maybe doesn't deserve the nasty reputation it has. No. No, looking, looking, like I said, all these years later, because now it's it's literally forty years old. Mm-hmm. This film, okay, so now we have forty years of viewing. I mean, not not between you and I, but I mean in cinematic history. So now you can look back on it with a different eye, different perspective, like I was saying earlier, and see that this this movie's it's not all that bad. It's not all that bad uh, compared but to what, like I said. I what love used to get. the family, uh, the interaction between. Yeah. Them. Well, not. The family deserved to be killed on a fucking silver platter. The clan. Several times, yeah. The Jupiter and the... The names oh, alone are so evocative. Papa Jupiter, I like it, man. Pluto, Mercury. I started thinking about that. I was like, that is so clever. I was like... Because you could have gone on, a, on any different direction. You could have gone Saturn, blah, 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 blah. Michael Berryman is so great yeah. as Pluto throughout it. Uh, like I said, he, uh, that, that scene that he has after he gets attacked and, you know, his, his ankle gets That second shredded. attack, too, he's like, I, I killed your bitch. I did this. Yeah. I'm going to kill you. And he's, like, fucking cursing out the dog. He is, he's man. fucking pissed, dude. He is pissed off at Beast. But he plays such a good part in this film. What I do think about this film... He's the first person to think about of this yep, film. Yeah, and he's usually the one used in almost all the imagery yeah. for good reason. He looks the best. He's iconic. Everybody else in this movie. Eh. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're they're outside of B. Wallace, like I said, it plays a lot in the film. Everybody else is kind of. I hate to say it like that. Everybody else kind of forgettable. Mm-hmm. You know. But uh, as we learn, fucking Robert Houston. Fucking, he got a go watch Shogun Assassin. If you've never watched yeah. Shogun Assassin, if you like a lot of blood and swordplay. Go watch Shogun Assassin. The name implies it. Uh, if you like Kill Bill, go yeah. watch Shogun Assassin. There you go, man. Huge Perfect. influence. Yeah. Uh, down to that end scene where the, <laughs> they're watching Shogun Assassin. <laughs> what when, do you think? When the bride comes in. Yeah, exactly, man. So what do you think? Uh, that's pretty cool, man. Like, so this film... Like I so said, this is one of those films when I was little with my siblings, my sister, my brother. 
you know, and our parents would rent horror movies or whatever. I remember watching this and being like, thinking the whole time, because, you know, I was a kid. I couldn't have been mm-hmm. older than seven or eight when I seen this film for the first time. You know, and it's like one of those where I lived near a state park. There's woods nearby. This could literally happen in, in that kind of setting. Oh, yeah. You know, like I said, easily. Uh, let's get like the 20 member clan yeah. up in like Glacier picking out tourists. And it, it would be super believable out here. Super believable. And I think at some point in the future, it's fair to say that we'll probably hit the remake. Because I remember oh, yeah. it being just intense and visceral by yeah. a great director who's also done a, an amazing movie, High Tension. Uh, and high tension makes me think of the, uh, I mean, of the some other great French movies. Yes, that came out around that same time period. And there were several. They were all of them. very we, visceral. We them. They were super visceral. And uh, you know, I went and seen high uh, tension in the theater when it came out, and uh, a lot of people kind of, you know, they give a little bit of crap because of its the way it's the, the story. Mm-hmm. I liked it because it can be interpreted different ways. Is is this next one from around that time? It is. Um, this so, next because we'll give away do. this next one because this is one of the ones that I haven't seen. This one is another film where I have seen several times. Tyler hasn't seen it, but I, I figure you know what we're laying down like said foundations. This is a uh, one of our more modern films we're going to watch. I think it came out in two thousand eight. This movie is Martyrs. And, so we're watch Martyrs. Right, Martyrs is a French film. Um, See, look at my said, segue. I set that yeah, up. It's. Uh, if you've seen High Tension, uh, I would recommend seeing this film. This one is super, like, you'll see. Without, I don't want to give anything away. Uh, this movie is the cream of the crop of the French class. Let's put it this way. I would put it above High Tension. I would put it above, slightly, maybe a little slightly above Inside. Okay. Um, there's a movie called Frontiers I'd put it slightly ahead of. I think out of all those French films that came out, I would, I would say watch Martyrs and then watch the other ones. High Tension, Inside. Etc. Uh, the descent was French, right? Yeah, the scent as well. Yeah, that's a good one. So um, yeah, you you had a a, a a class of French films that came out in the mid two thousands that were holy shit. I'm super excited for it. <laughs> uh, obviously, we just finished off Hills Have Eyes. Yes. Next up is Martyrs. You can keep following us yeah. by subscribing to us on iTunes. We're by following iTunes. us on SoundCloud. We're still there. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Facebook. Yep. Search for Fried Squirms. Fried Squirms are on there. You can go to our website, FriedSquirms.com. Yep. At Fried Squirms on Twitter. Yeah. I still haven't used that much, but I have a little bit here and there. Yeah, well, we have several ways where you can contact us, listen to us. You uh, can email us, squirmcast yeah. at gmail.com. We're still there. Yeah, like I said, you know... Uh, We're here to be your horror movie podcast. Yeah, like I said, I enjoy just about any horror flick you'll throw my way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Regardless, like I said, I'll, I'll watch it at least once, give it a try. Um, I'm looking forward to a lot more films that we're, you know, got, we've got on our lists. But, uh, yeah, I mean, throw some ideas our way. I've already had some tossed my way for future events. So, you know, look We have a few it. that are already planned yeah. for certain things. We do, and there's a couple of them that I'm really excited about. Because Me too. There'll be some, they'll, uh, I mean, they, they involve more people it. than just us, yeah, so like, that's we'll why they haven't guests. happened. That's the only reason they haven't happened no, yet. It's timing at this point. Yeah, that's it's all, it all timing. So but they're going to be fun. They're we're going to get fun. to it. We'll have our first guests. We're going to just keep trying to expand. There's yeah. other things we keep trying. We keep mentioning We've got that some we're ideas. Do. Like I said, we're still in our infantile stage. We'll get through them at some point. But I think for this week, we're done. Yeah, man. Like I said, it's, it's been a good 12th episode. 
Uh, the next one we're going to do is lucky number 13. And uh, I can't wait Martyrs. for your response, man. It's going right. to be awesome. Yeah, I've heard some interesting <laughs> things. Um, we're in store. Our listeners we'll are probably, in store. Uh, then we'll probably lighten it up again. Yeah, I, you know, we can't get too dark. And then, you know, we got to get back a little bit toward the light before we can get back into the crypt. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So with that, I'm Tyler. I'm Danny. Uh, see ya. Have a good night.